0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Good morning, everybody. And, well, it's morning for me. I'm not sure what time it is when you all are listening to this. But welcome, everybody, to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And what a delight it is for me today to have A friend, a very pretty lady, and very accomplished lady with us today, Dr. Faye Henshue. She and her husband, Dr. Bill, started the World Bible School Online University, and it's just mind-blowing to know what they've done with that in a short amount of time. We'll talk about that, but let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Faye to begin with. She has a B.A. in Management and an M.B.A. in Business Administration from the University of Phoenix. She has an earned doctoral degree in Theology from the Bible Institute of America and an honorary doctoral degree in Church Administration from Grace International Bible University. She was born in Modesto, California, moved with her parents, her husband, and children to Missouri, where they've started World Bible School University, an online Christian university, and we'll talk more about that. She's the owner and founder of... Inspired Creations Publishing Company, the publisher and editor of the Faith Unlimited Magazine. She was the host of her talk show called Live Talk with Dr. Faye. Some of those things are currently on hold because of the time that she spends with the World Bible School. Dr. Faye is the vice president of this ministry as well as the co-founder, managing director, and graphics diviner of WBS University. She worked with Dr. Rudolph Kwani, Sr., who's the founder of Liberia as a minister of Grace International Bible University and the graphics designer for both GIBU and IACE, International Accreditation Commission for Education, and the CLC. Christian Leaders Connection, and she was on their board of trustees for two years before starting their university now. She's married to Dr. Bill Hanshu. They have two children, eight granddaughters, and one great-granddaughter, and I don't know how they have time for anything else because of what I know they do with their school now, but we're going to talk about that. But everybody, welcome to Dr. Faye. We're so glad that you're here, and Dr. Fay, as I always start out, I I like to ask people how your understanding, what you guys teach so well, but your understanding of the finished work of Jesus and his unconditional love for everybody, where the rubber hits the road. How's that affected your and impacted your relationships with your family, your friends, uh, people at the grocery store, wherever you go?
1: Well, first of all, let me say, Pastor Paul, thank you very much. It's an honor to be on your show with you. I appreciate it very much. How has it impacted me? Wow. It has brought a light that in the past I didn't know. Now, let me say this. I have never in my lifetime ever felt like Father God was mad at me for any reason. Never in the old traditional church, nothing. There's been a lot of times even today that, you know, I'm not sure whether people love me or not, but that's okay as long as my father loves me. (laughs) But, you know, there's been a lot of different things about the message that we have learned when we really dug into the Greek and the Hebrew and found out what some of the words meant. One of my main examples I like to use is the lake of fire. And, you know, in the old traditional way, we always felt like that anybody that had done something wrong that God looked down on or frowned on was going to be thrown into that lake of fire. And now we find out when we look back at the true meaning of the words that that was just brought about from when the Jews were in the temple and the Romans burned the temple down. There was like 6,000 Jews inside the temple. And I don't know how many on the outside, but they were all killed in that fire. And that blood ran and put out the fire. That's what put the fire out is their blood. And it caused the lake of fire. And that's where that term lake of fire came from. So when we understand the true meanings of a lot of the words in the Bible, we get a totally different concept of what it means. And when we find out some of these things, it brings about Father God's true love. And we can really understand that he has nothing against his children and his children. Let me say, I'm doing a religion class in the college during this block of classes. And there's some things about the Hinduism, about Buddhism about Islam that people do not like. But the reason they don't is because they really don't understand. And I tell the people, I'm not trying to convert anyone to any kind of religion. All I'm trying to do is help you understand that religion so that you can get along better with the people, because we're all Father God's people, and he loves us all.
0: Well said. And that makes such a difference, doesn't it, when we see... Somebody from another faith or from no faith at all, if if that's possible, when when we know that Father God is not mad at them, He's not going to punish them, He loves them just as much as He loves us, takes all the pressure off of us, and we can relate to them and love them and enjoy them and, and not come across as uh, somebody who has an agenda with them.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So you have students in several different countries around the world that live with people of different faith, as you mentioned, the people who maybe never heard of Jesus, never heard of Christianity, and you're helping them to see this not only for their own benefit, but for them to relate to the people that they're ministering to where they're at, right?
1: Sure. You know, I think most of the people that come to our Bible school are of the Christian faith. But I have many, many friends online that are from the Hindu faith, from the different faith, Islam. I mean, I have Muslim friends online and these people that I talk to online are just as friendly or sometimes even more friendly than the ones that are next door, you know. And I just love talking to people of different countries. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. I wake up in the morning at sometimes two and three o'clock, and the first thing I do is go to my phone to see if there's any messages from the college. And sure enough, I got one this morning that they were talking about hearing another minister talk about Satan had control of the earth before God did. And they asked my opinion on that. And I gave my opinion, but then I sent them further to, Dr. Bill has a class on creation. And I told them they should be in that class, which they are in the Bible school. And so they said they would take it. And then I sent the note on to Dr. Bill for further because he is head of our theology at the school. So I thought they need a little bit more than I can give them. So I sent it on. But I just, I absolutely love, they call me mom, you know hello, mom. (laughs) And I just love it. They'll call me on the phone. And when I have time, I will answer. I can't always answer it because we've got a lot of work to do here. You know, keeping up with their grades. we, We came from four students in March, and now we are over 150. Some of those students, probably about 15 of them are on hold. Because they are from Ivory Coast. They're the French speaking students of Africa. And so some of our lessons are being translated into French. And the pastor and his wife that are doing that, they're also going to be helping me with grading the papers for those students. So as soon as we have enough lessons to start, we will also have our Bible college in French.
0: Wow, that is amazing. What countries are you in?
1: We're in Austria, Canada. Scotland, USA. And then in Africa, my goodness, we're in Kenya, Ivory Coast, Sierra Leone, probably we have our biggest group of students from, is from Sierra Leone. And that's where we're hoping to go in May for the first graduation. Oh, really? We want one there. And then we want one here in Joplin for our USA students. Wow! But we have them in several different, I wouldn't even be, unless I pulled it up, I wouldn't be able to tell you all of the African countries that we're in. Zambia, uh, just a lot of them.
0: So they're halfway around the world. So they probably contact you All hours of the day and night here.
1: They do. Sierra Leone is about six hours ahead of us. And then some of the other countries are like nine hours ahead of us. So, yeah, when we're going to bed, sometimes they're almost to the point of getting up.
0: Well, I know our mutual friend, Rose Lee in Scotland, loves you guys and loves taking the classes and studying. And she's always so enthusiastic and encouraging and complimentary about you guys. I love to see her post her relationships with you.
1: She contacts me and I just absolutely love to hear her. She sent me a little video of her playing her ukulele the other I saw day. That. Yes. And it was so sweet. I thought, my goodness, only six months. I couldn't learn to play that quickly you know i play piano but anything with strings i have no insight about
0: (laughs) yeah me either now you played piano and sang for groups or played at least with groups for quite a while?
1: I played the piano for a singing group before I met Dr. Bill. And we traveled in California. It was the Gospel Crusaders. They were pretty well known. We had a bus and we traveled on the bus. Then when we got married, Dr. Bill and I started singing together. We haven't done that for several years now. We've just had interest doing other things. I've been trying to get him to start singing and playing with his guitar just online so people can hear him because I love his voice but you know he's got other things that interest him now too
0: I didn't know that about (laughs) him that's cool you know I'm a musician too and I love to play but it's finding the time to do that it's a good thing to do but there are other things that are better for me to be doing right now and it's you just got to choose sometimes
1: Let me just tell you, we've only lived in Joplin a little over a year. It'll be two years in June. And we have recently found a new restaurant. It's called Red Hot and Blue. And when we go in there, they have jazz music. It's not live, but they play jazz music. And if you want to go anywhere to uplift your spirits, that's the place to go. I absolutely love it. I told them the only thing that could make it better is if they played it live. But it's it's just so awesome. And I love your music. I've listened to it online. And that's just one of my favorites.
0: Well, thanks. Well, when we come to Joplin, we'll have to go out to dinner there. There you go. Yeah. Well, tell me about the books that you've written, that you're involved in publishing with your publishing company and the magazine and those things. Tell us about those, if you would.
1: The magazine I have put on hold simply because going from four students to 150 students so quickly in our college has took more of my time. So I had a live broadcast. I've had several people on it. Simon Yap, he was on my broadcast. It was called Live Talk with Faith, And I had several different people. I enjoyed it. But since I moved to Joplin, I didn't start that back up. And then my magazine, Faith Unlimited, it went for four years. And I was on my fifth year and I cut it. It was a monthly magazine. And this fifth year, I cut it down to every quarter. And then I stopped it because of the college also. But On the publishing end of it, I publish for John Wollstone. I'm his publisher. I publish for Bishop Frank Willette and I have published for a few other ones. It's not a big company. I don't have a lot of authors, but my husband has a few books backed up that he wants me to get done for him also. And one is about the creation, and I'm excited to get that done, and we will be putting his books into our college to use. But I have started a couple of books, and there's one of them. It's called I Can, I Can, I Know I Can. It's a children's book. And if you understand how children sometimes have fear in their lives, you know, their fear of the basement, their fear of going outside in the dark, their fear of strangers, their fear of maybe their parents not coming home. I mean, all different kinds of fears that children have. And in this book, I try to help them understand how God can be there with them and overcome those fears. They don't have to live in fear. And then my second book, you have a part in this, and I appreciate it so much. Your recent book that came out, Papa's
0: Notes from Papa.
1: Notes from Papa reminds mm-hmm. me so much. Mine is called Love, and I have a comma there, Love, God. And what it is is also from people all around the world that sends me different things that they think God would want to say to someone in God's language, not in ours. It's not like saying, well, God says this, it's saying, I'm your father and I love you. And I want to be here for you and I'm here today. What do you need for me today? You know, anything that father God would say, and I'm so excited to get it done. I just haven't had the chance again with the college because so much of my time goes there or else goes to my authors, but I hope to get it out soon.
0: So has the first book been published, neither one, neither one, but they will be, oh, well, they both sound great to me. I'm particularly interested in the children's one. And for my grandkids and for others at our church, but uh, those sound great.
1: The children's book, I actually hired an artist from Fervor. We've heard of them, and I've had the same author all the way through the book. So the children all look similar to that, Mm -hmm. but they have different attributes about them. And I think he's done a really great job on that. Well,
0: yeah. So you're a graphic designer as well. I am. Is there anything you can't do?
1: I can't make people like this young man does for me. You know, I haven't <laughs> learned how to do that. And what I do, I started out working with Word. You know, we, all, we use, yeah. all use Word, but that's where I design everything. My magazines and everything have been designed right in Word. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't know you could do all that with Word. Huh. Well, in your spare time, maybe you can teach me how to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> so what do you and Dr. Bill like to do and what limited spare time that you do have to get away from the office and all of the ways that you're helping people around the world?
1: Well, we probably like to go out and eat too much because we're working in the office so much that to run in the kitchen and make a meal and all of that and clean up and everything takes more time than just to go grab something, which is not always the healthiest for us. But It's good, especially if we go to Red Hot and Blue. That's a (laughs) wonderful place. And then we do like taking in a good movie.
0: Good. And you've been in Joplin for a couple of years now. Did you come here from California?
1: No, we lived in Farmington Mm -hmm. and we lived in Rolla. We moved to Joplin from Rolla.
0: And were you involved in ministry there?
1: We did. We had a church in Rolla a few years back. It closed down in, I believe it was 2014. My husband's health brought about some of that and he's had some different health problems, but you know, God is really giving him, he's doing more than what the doctors ever thought that he should do. They said he'd never walk again. He'd never do this or that, but we understand. I told someone that they're fighting with their wife about Alzheimer's right now, you know, and it's such a sad disease. And I said, you have to remember that healing belongs to us. It doesn't matter how big or how small it is. And we always have to stay positive. So with Dr. Bill's physical ailments that he's fought through, we have to stay positive. We have to know that healing belongs to him. It's not the way the doctors say. It's what God says.
0: Boy, and that's the greatest attitude of all to have. And you guys are living examples of that. I I know Dr. Bill's told me about some of his health situations and you just have great attitudes with those and you're overcoming them.
1: Thank you. We're trying.
0: And he has a program on Tuesday nights about healing, right?
1: He does. Yes.
0: And gosh, you guys have got so many different things going on. It's, well, tell us how people can contact you, how they can find out what's involved in uh, becoming a student at the university and the different things that you guys are doing.
1: Okay. Anybody can find me just under Faye Hanshu, H-A-N-S-A-T-W on Facebook. Dr. Bill's on there also. You can contact me by email at Fay dot wbsu at gmail.com. Mine's limited. He has several ways to contact him. So if you contact him and you're wanting to get a hold of me. He'll pass it on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so you guys can connect with people and give them all the information about the school and how that works and what all is involved there.
1: Yes, we send them the applications. We do have an MLE application. That's Ministry Life Experience. If you've been in the ministry over five years, then you can earn credits to go toward your degree, which Several of our students are taking advantage of that. We have recently put a program together for our professors so that they can further their degrees. And several of them are also excited. We have some new professors coming on this next November. We have Lynn Garner and Rich Morton, who will be joining us. And then we have a young lady, her name, I'm just going to call her Rebecca because I don't want to get her last name, but she's from Germany. And she will either be coming on in November or January, depending on when she gets all the software updated to her new computer she got. So we've got those three. And then, of course, we've got Apostle Michael Porter. He's one of our professors. We've got Dr. Ron Tisdale from Florida. He teaches on evangelism. We have Apostle Jermaine Thomas, and I'm sure if you've watched Facebook and Dr. Bill's show, you've seen him and Apostle Michael on several of his shows. And we're just really excited. The biggest thing, I think, that is a challenge, I would put it that way, for our professors is keeping the papers graded and making sure they have good records. And we have to do that for our accrediting company. And so I try to make it easier for them by putting little programs together to help them with this. And I think they're all coming along just fantastic.
0: Wonderful. And I just the, the way I hear you talking in your voice and, and seeing your countenance, this is like family for you, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's very much like family. Dr. Abendigo, he's our international director for Africa, and him and I work very closely together, and there's no one in the world that I can say I would rather work with than Dr. Abendigo Kamara.
0: You know, I'm so grateful, as I know you guys are, uh, for the internet for so many reasons. But when I first started seeing the revelation of of God's unconditional love for everybody and the finished work of Jesus, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only one. I didn't know anybody else in the United States that felt. And then, of course, through the internet and its beginnings and websites and stuff, I found out (laughs) that wasn't true. But there weren't a lot of us to begin with. But now, because of what you guys are doing and others, it's spreading globally exponentially as we speak.
1: It is. There's still plenty out there that don't accept it. But you know what we do with those people that are from my past. I still just keep on loving them. I don't put them down because they don't agree with me, because I know it took me a little time to understand. You know, I heard something, and the pastors that started out telling me some of these things, I said, hmm, explain a little more. I didn't put them down. I didn't turn them off. I listened. And when they could take the Bible and they could explain something to me, who can honestly fight against? the Bible when it's given to you in the right translation and the way it really means. So many people will take just one scripture and they want to base their religion on that one scripture, but they don't want to take anything before that, that brings up why it said what it did, or even books like the book that Josephus wrote. Now, maybe he wasn't a Christian, but he was a good historian. And how many today don't listen to historians about their country? Well, when we listen to Josephus talk about Jerusalem and about the things that happened there, there's nothing in me that believes he's not telling us the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a Christian to tell the truth. But, you know, there's a lot of good people out there. So I think there's a lot of books, the book of Thomas. There's a lot of books out there that why did people have the right? And I brought this out in my first part of the Christianity part of my religion class. Why did they have a right to say these books don't belong in the Bible? you know, and that was done by man. It wasn't done by God. Man made that choice. And then also, you know, uh, I was raised on the King James Version of the Bible, which I found out that there are a lot more and a lot better translations than that. (laughs) And I brought out in my class exactly how that came about and how many people that really wrote that book and there was people from Cambridge University and people from Oxford University and some of them didn't agree that's how we have the holy spirit in some parts of the bible and the holy ghost in other parts of the bible is because when you get 50 people together how many times have you ever heard that they all agree you know it's very hard to do so i take it that You know, that Bible was written for that time and for those people under the British law. King James wanted somebody to write that Bible that would appease his people. He was in office. He wanted to keep his office. He wanted to make his people happy. So he got these people together and wrote it. So I don't believe. Anything in me says that everything in that book
0: is correct. Me either. <laughs> and it's nice that we can say those things now and not get tarred and feathered and burned at the stake.
1: <laughs> Which we could probably by some people. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, Faye, our time has gone by so quickly. It's been such a delight. I so appreciate you taking the time to share with me and tell us about your life and what you guys are doing with the school. And, and I do hope people will contact you about that and watch your guys stuff live each week and just find out more about you. So thanks so much for sharing with me today.
1: You're very welcome. And thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Thanks. Well, we're going to finish up now. We'll get together with Dr. Bill and Dr. Faye again, hopefully in person and Joplin at the red, black and blue restaurant. And but thanks again for being on today. And thanks, everybody, for being with us for another session of Grace to All with Paul Gray.